We've all had the experience of having somebody who loves us, cares about us, maybe even believes they're being truly supportive, having a conversation with us, and we walk away feeling disempowered and devalued and somehow drained. And we also had a conversation with somebody who, again, also feels they're being loving and empowering and supportive. And we've walked away from those conversations feeling, indeed, empowered, invigorated, and inspired. What's the difference? Both people are coming from a place of wanting to empower us. Both of them are wanting to be supportive of us. Yet one can leave us completely deflated and the other one can leave us empowered. In this episode, we're going to explore what that is. What is the distinction that makes us feel empowered versus disempowered? And what is it that guides the path between those two places? The language pattern I want to focus in on is using a particular word, and the word is crazy. Think about how many times that word has been used on you and how many times you've used it on another person. It would be crazy for you to leave that job. It would be crazy. You're crazy to even think about leaving your family. You're crazy to think about leaving your country. You're crazy to think about leaving this or that. You're crazy to think that you could do this or that you could do that. That language around crazy, what is that about and why does it happen? I remember when I was moving and leaving Australia to move to Canada. And I was gathered at the airport with a bunch of really wonderful people who were my friends and had been very close to me and very dear to me. And one of my friends called me off to the side and he said, I just think you're crazy. And I said, why? And he says, you're leaving this. And he pointed to all the people who were surrounding us, all the wonderful friends that I had. And he talked about how I'd had successful businesses and it had been a great place for me. And it had. And I understand that to him, it seemed absolutely crazy. But when there is a calling within us, that calling will often go against the very nature of everybody who surrounds us, and to them it will seem just what I said, crazy. In this episode, we want to explore crazy as a path to your deep greatness. Carl Jung said, show me a sane man and I'll cure him for you. I like that. In a world where some people are willing to strap on a bomb and blow up other people in the name of a religion or a country, and where another country is willing to fly in drones and drop bombs on people as if they were just cardboard cutouts, each one of those sides might call the other one crazy or insane. Well, on either side of that argument, if that's sane, which I'm sure it is to the people who are doing it, then I'm happily crazy. So there's an interesting thing about crazy. When do we feel like we're going crazy? And the answer is when we stop thinking in the way that everyone who surrounds us thinks. When we stop thinking in a conventional manner, we begin to feel crazy. The man or woman running at high speed on that hamster wheel of life, running full tilt until the lactic acid, not in their muscles but in their mind, builds up to a place where it floods the heart and the soul of that individual until they collapse and often with inside of themselves and they just know they can't go any further. And it seems unconventional, it seems crazy to even consider that that is what they must do, that they've got to get off. 
the hamster wheel, particularly when everyone else is calling to them to stay the path. But again, as Carl Jung said, if the path you're on is well trodden, it's probably not yours. It's often in a midlife situation where we can feel like we've gone crazy because that is the time when we begin to question everything around us. When you fall off that hamster wheel and collapse within yourself, there's going to be that flood of questions. And instead of answers, what do we get? Well, of course, we get more questions. And the mind wants to just shut down at that point. And it creates a silence. And we figure maybe we'll be some sort of reprieve if we just get a good night's sleep or a couple more drinks. So we go to bed, but there is no rest. There is no relief from the questions. And so that inner alarm goes off at 1 a.m. and at 2.15 and at 3.40 and then at 4.10 and it just keeps going on. More and more questions waking us up. And it's as if it's not just waking us up from our slumber, but waking us up from the reality that we've been living in to question deeper versions of who am I and why am I here? And it can feel like you're going crazy. But what if that craziness, that questioning within you is actually the beginning of the path to your sanity and your deep greatness about who you really are and why you're here? At that point, we might look for a friend, somebody to share with about our dilemma. And as we talk to them and share with them, they may be incredibly loving and caring people, but you might find them gently trying to nudge you back against the rails, back into the pen from which you came, into your box. And you can't really blame them because let's face it, after all, the box they're trying to push you into is the box that you trained them was real for you. It's the one you made them think was who you actually are. And furthermore, if they truly supported you in that questioning, they would actually have to examine their own reality. On another episode, we talked about mirror neurons. You see, when something is happening for somebody else and we observe it, particularly if we're deeply engaged in it, we begin to question our own reality. And that, well, that's not really an option. Because if you're going crazy, I'm not going crazy with you. In many ways, the pioneer of this work was the man I've mentioned many times already, Carl Jung. He was, of course, mentored by Sigmund Freud, but they became, in many ways, adversarial with each other. Jung saw the deep psychological sense of who we were, the psyche, as this vast ocean of spirituality in which you could fish for your own healing and your own enlightenment. Whereas Sigmund Freud saw it as a repository of unfulfilled desires. And it's interesting because it was Jung's own struggle within his own psyche, where he felt like he was going crazy. It was on that battleground of his own mind where he made many of his breakthroughs. It was Carl Jung who influenced Abraham Maslow and the hierarchy of needs, and of course, Joseph Campbell and the hero's journey. Jung said, let your madness shine. What if crazy is the path to your sanity? 
However, you should know this, that if you let your madness shine, the thought police dogs will come nipping at your heels and try and get you back into that sheep pen of behavior that is conventionally acceptable. See, as tribal beings, we want to keep everybody close to us. And that means inside an agreed reality, whatever that reality is. But think about it. Think about reality for a moment. What is it beyond a set of beliefs and experiences? In fact, I would go so far as to say to you that what we call normal and we call sane is the intersection of thought, belief, and experience. If you want a different reality, it may be difficult for you to change your thoughts. It may be difficult for you to change your beliefs. So one of the ways you can do that is to step into a different experience, to step into an experience that challenges the way that you believe. Then your world begins to open up. And very often when we come to that place where we feel like we're going crazy, it's because there's been an experience that has shattered the walls of who we thought we were, that has made us question the very fabric on which we weaved our reality. When somebody says to you, you're crazy, what are they actually saying? You know, in many ways, I think that what they're saying is that you have the courage to say, to think, to do the things that I don't have the courage to say, think, or do. But here's what you need to know. The greatness in the world, deep greatness, fulfilling your deep greatness, is not possible if you're embracing complacency. They are diametrically opposed. Think about the people who've made the greatest difference in the world. Every single one of them was at some point considered crazy. Einstein's special theory of relativity was considered crazy when it was first put forward. Heisenberg's uncertainty principle for quantum mechanics, completely crazy. Nobody would have believed that. Gandhi, believing that we could stand up to the British Raj, crazy idea. Rosa Parks, sitting at the front of a bus, crazy. Martin Luther King, believing that we could have a civil rights movement, crazy. Just think about all the people who've really made a significant difference in our lives are the people who were willing to be crazy. Are you? Because you have to face that unconventional thinking. You have to be willing to go up against the thought police dogs that would nip at your heels and embrace a bigger picture, a bigger sense of who you are to play on that grand level. Those of us who embrace deep greatness must be willing to embrace craziness because we are the explorers. We're exploring new lands, not to conquer them, but in fact to have them conquer us. So that when we step into this new place, instead of being convinced that we have everything, we become smaller. We realize how minuscule we are in the vastness of the universe. And we challenge ourselves to come up and be even bigger, to connect at a deeper level. I put it to you that that desire within you to pursue your own deep greatness is much bigger than you. It's because you know that within you there is something great that is here to serve the world. And only by tapping into your deep greatness, by flying in the face of convention, by being willing to be seen as 
crazy, can you fully do that? Friedrich Nietzsche said, those who were dancing were called crazy by those who could not hear the music. Just think about that for a moment. Is part of the challenge that you're expecting other people to hear your music? They can't. They have their own music. And let's face it, they can barely hear that. I was in a conversation recently with an ex-military guy who has become a leadership expert. And we were having a conversation about listening to that inner guidance within us. And one of the questions he asked me is, why do people ignore that voice within them? And I said, I think that's rather a large presumption to assume that they could even hear it, let alone ignore it. When you think about the societal noise and the conditioning that we've all been given and the media and all those things around us that, that so silence out that voice. For so many, it's difficult to hear. So to expect them to hear your music that you're dancing to is, can often be a fool's errand. You have to listen to your music. You have to dance to your music. That's how you find your path. But be aware, to those who can't hear your music, you will look kind of crazy for a while. But this is the key, for a while. Until that point comes where you fully own and fully embrace your music, fully dance to your own tune, then I'll tell you something will happen. Then they'll want to come onto your dance floor and tell you that they were always hearing your music. Of course it won't be true. It requires you first to own that, to be willing to be crazy and claim your deep greatness right there. The bottom line is that we judge as crazy that which we don't understand. So my challenge to you is this, if you're going to step up and really claim your own deep greatness, catch yourself when you're calling your ideas crazy. When you're looking at someone else or something else and thinking of it as crazy, be willing to question whether it's simply that you don't understand it yet. There's a whole future waiting for you, waiting for the world that presently exists in the realm of crazy. Till next time, this is Dov Baron, and I'm here to assist you in pursuing your deep greatness so you can take your life and your business to that next level by tapping into your purpose. Stay curious, my friends, stay curious about how you're judging things as crazy that you simply just don't understand yet.